This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. I want to look in on an idea that's unfolding next door in B.C., but it's not the first time it's come up in this country. In fact, there, there are those elsewhere in the country who believe that we should consider this. Raising the smoking age from 18 to 21. Now, apparently Hawaii did this. Uh, and there are a lot of people who say that that's had an impact on the smoking rate. The smoking rate has dropped. Now, is it because of that? Because I think we've seen the smoking rate drop across the United States and Canada, too. But maybe there's some logic, because the argument tends to be that for high school-age students, 16, 17, they're more likely to have someone in their social circle who is 18 and therefore able to obtain tobacco. If we make the age 21, does that take away that, that potential avenue for them and therefore reduce uh, teen access to tobacco? Joining us for some further thoughts, uh, pleased to welcome the program uh, here today, Jenny Byford, uh, the Canadian Cancer Society's advocacy lead. Jenny, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you very much. All right. So my understanding is that BC's health minister has expressed some tentative support for the idea, but w- what's your sense of where this is at? Uh, this is very much in the beginning stages. Uh, during National Non-Smoking Week in January, we saw that our BC Health Minister, Terry Lake, uh, tweeted out his interest in wanting to know people's thoughts on uh, raising the tobacco purchase age to 21. Um, and from that, we've seen a lot of interest and attention uh, from people on this issue. Uh, the Canadian Cancer Society would certainly support the policy move uh, if it were to go forward with the BC government. Um, as well, uh, you mentioned kind of on the introduction here, uh, raising the age to purchase age of 21. While it's new in Canada, it's not new in the U.S. Uh, two states have adopted that, California and Hawaii, as well as 210 U.S. municipalities have all raised that purchase age to 21. Well, again, okay, can we draw any conclusions from what kind of an effect that has had? Um, some of the... Uh, the research on the effectiveness um, is, is still limited and still coming out. Um, but what we do have is a report from the U.S. Institute of Medicine, and they found that uh, increasing the purchase age to 21 for tobacco will reduce smoking initiation over time, as well as a decreased uh, a smoking-related death. So they say that it'll um, decrease a smoking initiation by 12% and smoking-related deaths by 10%. So those are significant numbers uh, that we can't ignore. Now, at the same time, I mean, right across the United States, they have a drinking age of 21, and I think there, there's certainly an issue, maybe more so even in the United States than in Canada, with, with underage drinking. Uh, so what, what about the failure of, of that approach? With the failure of that approach? Well, it certainly seems to be a failure. I mean, if, if the argument is that raising the, the age for a, a certain substance will make it more likely to keep it out of the hands of teens, I don't think the U.S. is, is certainly any further ahead of Canada when it comes to keeping uh, alcohol out of the hands of teens. Yeah, and, and that wouldn't be my um, my area for, for U.S. policy to do a comment on how effective it would be. But um, I guess some of the um, the pieces of support that would support raising the tobacco age um, is, again, looking at those social sources for tobacco products for use um, that, uh, you know, um, setting the age to 21, um, people not be in the same uh, social networks as high school students by raising that age, um, as well as uh, thinking about it, the tobacco is not a regular consumer product. So when used as intended, it kills half of all users. 
So this type of product warrants special consideration and regulation for purchase and for pricing and especially with promotion as well. Um, so especially when we're considering that the cost of using the product are not solely on the individual, but they're, um, the cost that goes to the entire public and the government um, when we're looking at the social and health costs for disease, disability, and death. Uh, so I think that that kind of marks tobacco as, as a special product for consideration when we're thinking about purchase age. Well, how are teens getting cigarettes then? How are they obtaining tobacco products? Um, a lot of them, we think, um, could be through social networks. Um, a study out of California uh, found that 82% of ever smokers um, attained their cigarettes from others, most of them who were friends. And of that group, um, most of them were between the ages of 18 and 20 years of age, about 30%. Uh, so that's another um, kind of way where we look at, you know, we can raise the age a bit more, we're going to separate the social networks, and that teens um, might not have as much access within their own social networks uh, to tobacco. Now, at the same time, if we're talking about 18, 19, 20-year-olds, these are adults, legally considered to be adults. So why are we we punishing adults by then treating them like children? Yeah, you know, it is one way to think about it it as punishment, but I'd also kind of just flip the question on that and think that, again, tobacco is is not a regular consumer product, and the risks with it aren't associated just to that individual. Those um, risks in using tobacco have consequences for everyone, for the public and for taxpayers and for the government as well. Again, when we're thinking about when used as intended, it kills half of all users. And so to be able to use that type of product, um, you also have to make sure that you have responsible um, decision-making that, you know, that is the right that you want to use that product. Um, so you want to make sure that, you know, brain development, people are making that conscious choice and they're not um, socially pressured into it that you might find in, um, you know, younger high school situations, um, as well as considering that uh, when we're selling this product and having access to it, um, there's so many other consequences for the health and economic costs. In BC, it costs uh, $2 billion annually in, um, in economic costs uh, from tobacco. So it's not a regular consumer product, um, and I think it needs to be treated with that special consideration. So why 21? Why not 25? It could be 25. There has been calls um, from others that are 25. Um, specifically, that's coming from uh, the... Um, U.S. Institute of Medicine and the effect where they feel that the con, um, the developmental context um, for the brain uh, doesn't develop until the age of 25, um, and that was kind of stated, restated in a report by the U.S. Surgeon General. So um, that has been floated out there as well. Um, but it, but 21 is the one that's been raised in BC, and so that's the one that we're we're currently talking about. But I think 25 is an option to look at as a, as a policy measure. Is, is it currently 18 across the country? I know some, some provinces have different ages when it comes to alcohol, but is 18 pretty much the standard across the country for tobacco? Uh, no, um, it, it varies by province. Um, in B.C., it is 19. Well, it's 19 in B.C.? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, curious to see whether this uh, gains any traction in B.C. and, and maybe spreads from there. Uh, Jenny, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, take care. Jenny Byford uh, is with the Canadian Cancer Society, so uh, they certainly support this idea. I know the California and Hawaii have done this, and so have some local municipalities in the United States. Uh, BC's health minister seems open to the idea. And for that matter, the opposition to Democrats in BC are supportive as well. So it uh, may well happen in BC. So we do see that, that discrepancy, as she mentions then. There, it is 19 in some parts of Canada to buy tobacco, just as it is 19 in some provinces to buy alcohol.
But even if you look between the provinces that have 19 as a drinking age or 19 for a smoking age, I don't know that you'd see any kind of measurable difference when it comes to teen smoking or teen drinking. Certainly when you look at the United States and the drinking age of 21, uh, you're certainly not going to see uh, them doing a much better job when it comes to, to reducing teen drinking. So if in the United States, with a drinking age of 21, teens are still drinking as an effective way of keeping tobacco out of their hands. All right, 403-974-8255. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. Uh, some more thoughts on this. Got a few other stories to get to here this afternoon. It is afternoon, so News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.